Hello and welcome to the What Happened podcast for the week of October 7th, 2018. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we have new stories in all three categories, tech, games, and movies. First up is tech. First story we're starting out with is Venmo is raising instant transfer fees. Venmo announced that they will be increasing their instant transfer fees. Instant transfer is their feature that allows you to transfer money from Venmo accounts to a debit card in seconds. Before, it was just 25 cents per transaction, but that will now turn into 1% of the transfer amount. There's not much to talk about here, but a lot of people use it, so this is just a heads up for them. And for PayPal, they're going to make a lot of money from this. Facebook adds huge messaging to groups. From TechCrunch, Facebook is starting to roll out messaging for Facebook groups. With this, groups can now have a messaging group chat of up to 250 people, and if it's for audio or video uh, group chat, it can support up to 50 people. Now, the way this is set up is that you have to opt into it. So, for example, if you are in a group, you will not be immediately put into a group chat. You will receive a notification for it to join the group chat. If you don't accept it, you will not be stuck getting notifications from it either. I think this is a smart move on Facebook as it helps like-minded people together to use Facebook Messenger. Now, I don't really use Facebook anymore, so I don't know if groups are still a big thing. I assume, though, with almost 2 billion users, that it's still used a lot, so I would feel this is used a lot as well. Facebook updates the numbers on their hack. At the end of last week, Facebook reported a hack of where possibly up to 50 million people's info were stolen. This week, Facebook has updated their numbers to say 30 million people's accounts were accessed. With this access, hackers were able to get basic info such as names, numbers, and email addresses for 14 million people. Other information such as gender, device information for 15 million, and nothing was taken from the last million. This happened as the attackers were able to use a flaw in the view as feature Facebook has. The first initial attack happened September 14th, however, it took almost two weeks for Facebook to identify it as malicious. The flaw in the feature was then fixed and then reported to the proper authorities. Now the FBI is also looking into what happened, and if you are one of the 30 million that were affected, Facebook will let you know through the help center. Now this is just turning into a very bad year for Facebook, like data over there seems to be a leaking ship, and this is a huge issue. Data is the one thing that makes Facebook valuable, it is the data that allows them to help sell marketers super targeted ads, and if all that data is getting stolen and sold on the black market, people might try and build their own database. It's a bit unlikely, but I feel the threat is always there. Also from a PR perspective, this is a mess as more and more of the public are becoming untrustworthy of Facebook, and at this point they should. Facebook is a social media company where data is the currency. That data should be locked up tight. However between the Cambridge Analytica scandal and this, that seems to not be the case. Following up from my documentary about mobile payments in China, we have an update on mobile payments in America. CVS is now the latest big company to accept Apple Pay. This is one step closer to being able to use mobile payments everywhere in America, and right now Target and Walmart are still the biggest companies that don't support NFC payments. Google faces backlash from Congress over the Google Plus issue. Last week, Right before Google announced their new hardware lineup, they came out and said that Google found an issue in Google Plus's API that allowed the possibility of users' data being stolen. Now, as far as reports go right now, not much if any data was taken. Insert because no one used Google Plus joke. The issue here, though, is that they discovered this back in March and decided not to tell anyone. Apparently, the group that was in charge of this said it told the CEO, you know, we shouldn't report this, and that's what happened until now. Their point being that at the time, they found in March, what was happening in March and April, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal, it wouldn't look good if Google was having a similar issue. So they said they kept it hidden, quiet about it, in fear of backlash from the public and Congress, which seems to be happening now. Also, on the same day they announced this flaw, they also announced that Google Plus will be shutting down early next year if you're still using it. That's right, they announced the flaw and closing the service the same day. Now people in Congress who are just waiting for their CEO Sundar Pichai to testify next month are now asking Google about this flaw. 
Republicans from the Senate Commerce Committee are asking Google for internal memos about this. In today's world, the current government is a mess, and depending who we talk to, it's in shambles. However, it's good to see how some in Congress are still trying to take some action against stuff like this from the companies in Silicon Valley. It's something that should be done. Data is very important in this day and age. Right now, I believe it is just a letter asking Google. So Google probably say no, and that's about it. So unless they get a warrant or anything, open investigation. This is a nice move from Republicans, but nothing's going to happen, happen from it. Microsoft has started to again push out their fall update after they had to pull it due to reports of users losing documents. Microsoft has said that the issue has been fixed and that the reports were only 1 one-hundredth of 1%. However, it is not being released to everyone right now, just for people in the Windows Insider program. Going more into what happened, The Verge is reporting that the issue was with users who had known folder redirection turned on. This redirected folders from their original locations. In the update, there was code that deleted both the duplicates and the empty folders, thus showing users you have no files left. For now, Microsoft will look at the feedback from the Windows Insider program before pushing the, out the update to everyone. I think this is a smart way of re-releasing it and props to Microsoft for that. However, for something that is serious, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Also mentioned in the Verge article, it is before the update came out, there were some users who were reporting this issue. That's right. They were reporting the same issue that many other people had, or 1 one-hundredth of 1%. Going forward, to fix this going forward, Microsoft will be changing its feedback tools to let users report if the issues are severe or not. Which you kind of think that would be uh, that be in in the first place, but... Uh, Google appeals the European Commission $5 billion fine. A while back, one of the stories I covered here was the European Commission fining Google $5 billion for violating antitrust laws. They allege that Google is abusing their market dominance by bundling in their apps together with paying manufacturers to also have Google Search put into the phones. Google's appeal comes days before their 90-day window of filing one would have ended. This was to be expected, and now they enter a long legal battle to get a result. I'm surprised Google waited almost a full 90 days to appeal since they said early on that they plan to do so. I do have a feeling though that Google is going to lose this one. Android has become big worldwide, and with it, so has Google. If Microsoft was hit by the EU for being too big in the PC market, then the same should happen to Google. Moving on to games, Fortnite is now open to everyone on Android. While Fortnite has been available for the latest Samsung devices since August, and then on some other devices, you needed an invite to play. Now Epic Games is opening up the beta for everyone, so now if your device can handle it, you can download it. Some of the phones that work include the Galaxy S8, 7, and 9, Google Pixel 1 and 2, LG G5, G6, G7, and Huawei Honor 10 and Mat 10, to name a few. A full list is available on Epic Games' website. Again, this isn't really much of a story here where I can talk a lot about it. However, I wanted to update people as Fortnite is still very popular. Sony is finally letting users change their PSN names. After years and years of asking, Sony has now started the process of letting users change their PSN names. The reason for the delay is due how the names were made and stored in the first place, and as you see, that will still affect us. So how will it work? The name change feature will be first available for people in the PlayStation View program by the end of the year, with it rolling out to everyone sometime in 2019. Because of how the names were stored in databases, and how developers worked with that to make the games, it turns out there will be some games that will not work if you change your name. Sony mentioned that any PS4 game shipped after April 1st, 2018 will work with it no problem, along with a lot of PS4 games that were released before then. And while they did not mention any games specifically that would not work, they did mention that some PS4, PS3, and Vita games would not work. 
Now, while this is free for users in a view program, once it is released to everyone, you will be charged. The first name change is free, but after that, you will be charged $5 if you have PlayStation Plus or $10 if you don't. I'm happy that Sony is finally allowing this change because when I went online with my PS3 and had to make a name, I did not know it was a one-shot deal. Now, my name isn't that bad, and it's certainly no xxx 420 swag xxx bullshit but i have been wanting to change it for a while and now soon everyone can moving over to movies ryan coogler to direct black panther 2 the hollywood reporter is reporting that ryan coogler has signed a deal to write and direct a sequel to black panther now this was a quiet deal because officially there is no black panther 2 and there probably won't be until avengers 4 comes out next summer However, Marvel Studios does need to get its ducks in a row because while they are not announcing movies, that does not mean they are not working on them. Right now, it is rumored Black Panther 2 will go into production at the end of 2019 or early 2020. I think it was good that Coogler signed on to come back for the sequel. The first was a good movie, one of the biggest ones this year, and I hope that Marvel Studios and Disney compensated him well for it. James Gunn moves over to DC with Suicide Squad 2. After unceremoniously being fired by Disney over the summer from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 over some bad old tweets, James Gunn is taking his talents over to Warner Brothers in DC with Suicide Squad 2. Right now he has been confirmed to be writing the script to the movie and io9 is reporting that he might also become the director of the movie as well. As of now, there's no release date for Suicide Squad 2, but if I had to make a prediction, I would say Warner Brothers is looking at this coming out either summer or fall of 2020. I think this is a great move for Warner Brothers and DC. I feel Gunn's talents would work well for this. They worked well for a group of misfits with the Guardians, and now he gets to work with a group of villains that are forced to do good. As long as Warner Brothers doesn't interfere with him, we are at least going to get a great script for the movie. Whether or not that turns out to be a good movie is up for debate. And that's it for this week's episode of What Happened. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TylerCallahan95. Read my articles at TylerCallahan.com. And go to my channel on YouTube to watch any videos I'm making. Uh, thank you for listening, and see you next time.